Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with a friend of mine, Kate Nevin, who is a fund manager. And today, we are going to be talking about women in business, the importance of, and I might be butchering this and Kate can fix it, but (laughs) talking about money. Um, I know you guys heard, I hope you heard my podcast with Carter, where I said my word for this year was money. And I think as women, I can speak for myself as a Southern woman. That's not a polite topic to speak of, but yet we're asked to do all these things and we're really not supposed to talk about the bottom line. And I'm so stoked that Kate, Kate actually reached out to me to talk about some stuff that she's been doing. And, um, I think this conversation is like, so important and also so, so overdue. So I'm going to let Kate give a little bit of background about herself and then we'll just dive in. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Yeah. No, you nailed the intro. Yeah. So. And this is how we got Kate to the works. Right. <laughs> You'll see my daughter and my husband yeah. here like weekly, multiple Lindsay times. Come, Lindsay will come like seven times a week and then I won't see him again for two months. I'm like, hey, you're back. <laughs> oh, no, they love it. It's so great. Um, yeah. No, I'm glad to be here and I love the like the synergies that your word this year is money. Cause Mm -hmm. I think that as women, we talk a lot about the things that we see that need to change, right? We talk about healthcare. We talk about politics. We talk about how to get engaged in our community. We talked about ways to activate through activism or just philanthropy or, you know, showing up in new ways in our careers Mm -hmm. and having, being more bold and brave, but we never really talk about the big, huge elephant in the room and that's money. Mm Mm-hmm. And all roads go back to money. Yeah. And so I really, and that's my business. I mean, I've been in the asset management business for over 20 years. It's like a little known fact. Most people don't look <laughs> at me and think financier. Well, you are, this is not to like play it down. And of course, this is a woman thing to do or a Sarah. You are absolutely stunning too. So people might be like, oh, oh she's a model. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, it's funny because I don't know, like when I say what I do, people just kind of instantly turn off. Mm. It's so much more fun to talk about what you do, right? Or, in, you know, at least in a lot of sort of the female circles, it's really sort of these, uh, uh, I don't know, really sort of um, visual mm-hmm. jobs or jobs that really we see in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. Money always happens in the background. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I spent yeah. a couple years on Wall Street, really like with the bros, and then moved down to Charleston and loved moving to a town where the first thing people did not ask you was, what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's all you get in New York. And so you become your job. Mm-hmm. And I never identified with being. In finance. Yeah. Because I thought some of the folks were, I'll oh, be honest, a little douchey, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be serious. Yeah, like, totally. It's a little bit of a boys club. Yeah. And that was never really who I was. Right. And so it was my job. I showed up, I did my job, I went home. And so I loved coming to Charleston <laughs> where I could, you know, get involved in the community, get involved around the arts, really get engaged around the political system in South Carolina mm-hmm. and still do my job. But st- I was still kind of doing it quietly. Right. Right. And then I feel like it was really 2020 when it all kind of clicked for me that if I'm not in alignment with the, all the pieces of my life, then I'm missing a big opportunity to use my leverage point, totally. which is talking about money mm-hmm. and how we can do a better job as women Yeah, to move the needle on all the areas we threw out earlier yeah. that we know needs big, huge system change. Because it is, and I think I learned this more this year, just getting really involved with Ren and, you know, yes. Ann Warner and I had so many conversations where she's like, you know, 
posting about it's great, like just how people get involved. Posting about it's great, like showing up is great, but like it takes money to make shit yeah. happen, to make yeah. change happen. That's it. And I think to your first point, like, you know, you're in a group of women and they say, what do you do? And you say, and everybody shuts down. <laughs> and I think it's because I, I know for me personally, I'm, I'm, as I get older, I'm more, I'm asked questions and don't care so much, but people are like, I have no, well, she's smarter than me. I have no idea, you know, what, um, that means. So I'm just going to like start talking about <laughs> something else. Decorative pillows, <laughs> which is great. Decorative pillows are right, awesome. We only pillows. Yeah. yeah, it's good. We love pillows. So um, yeah. But no, I mean, I think that, and, and you sort of hit on it too in the intro, like we, it's like an emotional thing too. Like, I don't think we feel like we can talk about it because it was never really discussed. I think in Southern society, you don't talk about politics, money, and religion, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I think... So everyone drinks so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we want to talk yeah. about, but we can't. Right. We're repressed. Yeah, Let's right. just get it out, yep, right? Yep. And so I think, you know, the power lies in... Um, putting it on the table because I think, and even if like in, in places where we feel a little bit more empowered to talk about it, because I will say it's fair that sort of the gatekeepers of the financial world throw out all kinds of jargon and mm. they make it sound like this weird math world where you have to know all the right questions to ask mm -hmm. and you have to understand calculus and you have to do your research on all the confused, stocks in your portfolio. Confused. Yeah. Well, that's like politics. Exactly. Like when I was talking, I had Annie Andrews on here a while ago and she was like, no, you could run for office. Totally. She's like, it's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You it's totally not as confusing Sarah. as you think it is. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like anybody yeah, yeah. could. Like, well, it's all obfuscation, right? right? It's like divide and conquer, confuse them, and then no one can like really come together and make change, right? right. Status quo, that just kind of keeps the status quo in balance. Yep. And like if I was just going to share like one, I don't want to do a bunch of data points in our conversation, but like the big one that is top of my mind this year um, is that of the $69 trillion globally managed assets, which mm -hmm. means somebody is managing these funds, total of $69 trillion, wow. only 1.4% of that is managed by women or minority-owned funds. Wow, that's yeah. 1.4% of that. Jeez. Women and minority-owned funds. And so you think that's, oh, you know, over 98% is managed by white males. Mm -hmm. And I have nothing against white males. I'm married to one. Mm -hmm. I think they're amazing. Yeah. But when we think about why are there so many issues, I mean, broadly with maybe with capitalism, right. with, you know, um, the state of the world, with change not happening fast enough, mm -hmm. right? All these things we're really showing up for at the marches with our politicians, with our advocacy emails, with all of that, why don't we see the move happening fast enough? Mm -hmm. And I think that if we could move that 1.4% to even like 10, mm -hmm. 15, 30, things would change. Yeah. Because women as business owners and as fund managers and asset allocators do things a lot differently than men. Yes. Not better. Right. Not worse, just differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that really begins like the knock on effects of why really investing in women and find, you know, helping women get to the seats of power where they have the ability to call the shots mm -hmm. on where capital is being invested and allocated mm -hmm. is crucial yep. for all of these other things to work, right? right. In education and workforce development and women's health care. Is there issues. a place that women? Um, like statistically speaking, are putting yeah. put their money. 
more than men? So we have found, I mean, I think the statistics are all really sad. So women don't invest at the same rate as men. Women don't um, have a savings in retirement, same as men. And then, of course, there's the pesky gender pay gap. So women aren't making as much as men, right? Mm -hmm. So there are all these stumbling blocks all along the way. But um, I believe it was... um, uh, might have come out, CNBC did a, did a quick article about the, the, the looking around sort of at the investment landscape. And if women did invest at the same sort of same rate as men, there would be um, almost $3 trillion more dollars in the economy. Wow. More dollars. It's not taking money. See? Like I think a lot, Isn't right? That like Isn't that powerful? Yes, it is. And it seems to be the opposite of what you like. Oh, my wife spent the money. <laughs> exactly. And again, I'm married to a white male, love him to death. Yeah, yeah. But I hear what you're saying. Like yeah. it's like this narrative that yeah. we're kind of fed for so many different so things. Many years and so many advisors and and financial, you know, like uh, self help books or whatever. When they're geared toward women, they're I think condescending mm-hmm. and patronizing. And instead of talking about investing, it talks about we should spend less. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't get that latte every Friday. Maybe one less works class a week. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. One yeah, more, that's not one, more work. one more works class I a week. I said my word is money. <laughs> <laughs> one more. You can load up on those. But so it's always about spending habits and not about investing habits. That's like, okay, I want everyone to just digest that. That is like so. That's huge. It's huge. And so if, if you're going to say, if someone's going to tell you don't buy that skirt, then if you don't buy that skirt, maybe put that money yep. into an account, whether it's a money market, whether it's a retirement account, wherever, whatever your first step can be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like you immediately hear this podcast and feel like you need to run out and find a financial advisor right. or you feel like you need to reevaluate everything in your portfolio. Everyone just kind of gets analysis paralysis. Totally. Have y'all ever wondered what Carter's husband, Foxy, does for a living? I'm here to tell you all about the man who puts up with our favorite Cardi wheels 24-7. Foxy owns Foxworth Insurance, an insurance agency that focuses on both commercial and personal lines with a focus on commercial real estate, homeowners, and flood insurance. So who has your insurance? Here's the deal. John and I switched our business and home insurance over to Foxworth Insurance, and he made the transition seamless, offered us better coverage, and saved us a ton of money. If you're thinking, why would I switch? Why wouldn't you switch? You got to support Cardi, duh. No, for real though. You would switch because you're supporting a locally owned business owned by Foxy and Carter. It's a win-win. You can head to foxworthins.com to check out all of the stuff that he's doing. You can also email him at info at foxworthins.com. So you go ahead and do that. That way you can see if Foxy can help you. He can help you understand so much about like what's happening in this crazy, confusing world of insurance. And like I said, he really does make it seamless. And I know Foxy personally, he's so easy to talk to. He's so lovely. He's very communicative and he can give you all the answers to all of your questions. It's like, I mean, that's, I feel that yeah, so yeah, much. So like, yeah. what is, I don't want to say like the easiest first step, but what would be say there, cause we do have a lot of, you know, young women that come to the studio or women that are, you know, single or whatever. And they're, what's like the first, like what's a step that feels attainable, right? Like something they can chew. Yeah. I think the first step, you know, is really where are you in your life? Right. And I think, um, despite, um, your age, if your employer, for instance, has a 401k and a matching program match as much as you can, Okay. you know, and seek out, jobs with benefits like that, Mm -hmm. right? And be willing to stand up for your salary and what you think are worth. I mean, especially as a young woman, it seems like retirement is super far away. And 
you know, a young woman just starting out her career probably doesn't have a bunch of investable assets mm-hmm. either. So the investing kind of goes out the window. So it's really about building up that savings account or building up that 401k with a match. If you okay. know, if you're, if, if your employer offers that employer offers that, it's really great to to, to add in extra every month. Okay. Awesome. And then you can look at your 401k and it's becoming a lot easier to check plans that focus on gender lens investing or focus, focus on carbon, you know, reduction or focus on, um, you know, climate technology, or there's a lot more focus funds than just sort of the general options. Mm -hmm. So it's, it can take a little bit of time to weed through that. And, you know, anyone's happy to ping me or find me on LinkedIn or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's It just takes a, a couple more minutes. But, you know, usually when you're digging through the plans that are offered by a 401k, you can find the ones that make a difference. There's Morningstar and other online. Got it. You know, you can just Google um, whatever it is you're looking for and something will pop up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good first start. So, and, and honestly, like I like to break everything down so that everyone feels like we're all in the same playing field. Will you explain a 401k for our listeners? Yes. That's a retirement account. That's a benefit that your employer will offer you. So if you don't have a 401k unless you have a job, mm-hmm. if you don't have a job or you're, um, you know, uh, a sole proprietor, proprietor independently employed, you can do IRAs or, you know, there are other options that you can set up. But a 401k is offered by an employer to an employee and it, it, it's, it sets some of your wages into the account for retirement. And usually you can choose how much to select, Mm -hmm. but if your employer matches that, it's great to select the highest level that you can based on your food, your rent, your lifestyle, right? But but take the match. Right. I mean, that's a, they're great ways to sort of build this capital early on so that we don't find, you know, when this woman gets to retirement, she doesn't have as much as a male her same age that has been working just as long, right? Mm-hmm. We really need to take steps to, to kind of make that, compound that money a little bit faster. Right. Yeah. Are there, and I think there are, but I don't know of any, like, are there groups of women that get together to talk about this stuff? Like... There are, there are. I mean, I, and I get that, that question a lot. I mean, I think there's more and more of these groups out there and I love that that's becoming like, it almost feels like it's becoming a movement. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these issues around women and, um, you know, our ability to impact change feel so movement oriented. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that it feels so much more like linking arms than elbows out. When right. I first came into the finance world, it was really much like, okay, there's going to be only one woman that they hire. Yeah, and it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that makes everyone be real competitive. Yep. It changes the dynamic. Totally. And now I feel like there is this huge just collaborative spirit of, you know, a rising tide lifts all boat boats. And so... There are so many more women advocacy groups and investment groups and, I mean, a full range of, I don't want to, like, advertise for anyone on the website, but, mm-hmm. I mean, on the on the podcast, but, um, but there's so many options out there that you can dive into, um, so many groups. Um, I do, the way I do it is I focus on gender lens investing in my fund. Okay. So I'm focused explicitly on investing with women and women of color. And um, that is that is all you do in your fund. That's all I do. And when I'm you say gender fund. lens, gender lens. Mm-hmm. So that means that's sort of the term okay. for 
for having a mandate where you invest your, you focus your investment on women okay. or gender diverse teams. Yep. So gender lens is kind of the tag. If you're, if you're looking for something for your 401k and you know you want to invest in women, you're going to want to look for the gender lens options, okay. right? That's going to direct you towards funds, companies, um, that have women as, um, you know, part of the, the C-suite, which means like they're at the upper level of management, mm-hmm. um, or it's a company that is, you know, really the, the mission of the company is to improve the lives of women, yep. right? So there's a lots of different ways Got to it. look at gender lens investing, but it puts women at the forefront of the management team and the mission of the company. And yeah. so again, like I said, I just kind of like to break things down yeah. mainly for myself. I say the listeners, <laughs> so people come to you and they say, Hey, I'm just going to Kate, I got a couple thousand bucks, whatever, or more. You take the money and then you invest it in these gender lens companies. Right. And then people are hopeful to see a return on their money while giving back to this community. Sure. Is that kind of it? Kind of it. Yeah. I'm at a little bit more of an institutional level. So like I don't work with a lot of retail investors. So if somebody has 500 or a thousand dollars, then I would send them to, um, other mutual funds or programs that focus on gender lens investing, ETF stuff they can find in their 401k. Okay. I work sort of more at family office clients. Um, so I'm kind of one step up, mm-hmm. but shifting that landscape by really giving money to female investment teams mm-hmm. that are then allocating likely in more diverse driven companies. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And how's it going? You know, it's a hustle. I'll tell you what. Um, like, we know all about it. I read, a, I read a great quote, and a woman was, I mean, I think venture capital is really tough, like just for forever for women to raise. Yep. Um, I think 2% of all venture capital money goes to women, and a tiny percentage of that goes to women of color. Mm-hmm. And this incredible woman of color talked about how to raise money as a woman feels like you're crawling on the ground through broken glass. And if you're a black woman, it's like you're crawling through the ground on broken glass with your clothes off and mm. then they pour fire ants on you. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. It's a tough industry for, for women yeah. and for raising capital, yeah. which is why I really kind of have made a, you know, uh, I think made it my mission to really dig in in the sort of second half of my career and say, how can I make that easier? Yeah. What can I do from my seat of investment management to give money to these women who I know are having a trouble, you know, tough time raising it. And then myself, you know, going out and trying to raise money too, so that I can give them money. So it's, it kind of creates a virtuous cycle. Right. And, um, you know, it's still, I think probably sounds a little bit fuzzy to a lot of people's ears mm-hmm. once you kind of get to that level, but it starts, you know, rural, like with everyday decisions too, like coming to the works and supporting a woman owned business, right? right? Um, making those intentional steps and then, you know, take it one step further and look at your 401k, take it one step further. Maybe think about investing in a couple of stocks that are run by women, mm-hmm. right? Or do good by women. Um, it doesn't have to be this massive overhaul or all this discussion around fund management. Um, but, um, you know, I think it really becomes sort of just part, like like part of our daily practice of getting coffee and being informed that really at the end of the day, money moves the machine. Mm-hmm. And if we want capitalism to work for everyone, we're going to have to get involved yeah. and be that change. Yeah, right? totally. Are there, do you have any organizations or like, you know, talking about like getting involved, like 
everything you've said to this point makes sense getting involved, but are there, is there any great books? Is there any good like literature people can read to? Yeah, sure. Um, there, there's so many good books. Um, there, um, there's a great new book out right now called the XX edge and it talks about the power of investing in gender diverse teams. Um, I basically underlined the whole book, um, which kind of defeats the purpose of underlining a book. But it was so powerful because I think people's brains click off a little bit when it gets too investment um, heavy, mm-hmm. when the jargon gets too heavy. And what I loved about this book is it really makes it about the stories yeah. of really the knock-on effects of when you invest in women Um what happens exponentially in the community, Mm -hmm. right? And it breaks down sort of at the end of the book, like a checklist, what you can do, right? Mm, I love that. And and so I find that checklists are really helpful. Totally. Versus just saying, go to this website or go to that group. Like if you have a checklist, then you feel empowered to either use your people or ask more questions or... So it's really nice. Um, And then... um, you know, I think there's a there's a whole bunch of tools on the which is really pretty cool. Um, you know, social media, LinkedIn, internet. I'm not really active on social media, but I get so many screenshots from friends, and they're like, "This looks like an amazing thing." I'm like, "It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should like that. Yeah. Click like or whatever right, it is right, you do." Right. Um, and so if you go into Google and just type in, you know, women investment groups. Um, okay. You know, women. Um, 401k, like choose your Google word and you, the wealth of information is there Okay, and it should be broken down a lot more easily than one thinks. Um, but it's, it's there. And I just think we really need to remind women to take the next step to, to find it, right? to access it totally, and to do something about it. Mm-hmm. We think about giving, we think about voting, mm-hmm. We don't think about investing. So this is the next conversation. This is the next conversation. I think this is the next way to really like feel that empowerment shift. I totally, I mean, you know, just this year for me has been like pivotal just with everything that's gone on in our state and just seeing that you can like talking about things can make a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of felt that with my career, but you know, just like telling our story and with everything that is going on with like the whole row thing, especially in South Carolina. And like one person tells their story and then another yes. person starts talking and another yes. person's not so scared to ask a question. Yes. And then it's like, okay, yes. now we're kind of just, now we're just talking. Yeah. And I think like when you said, you know, the way that women run business is different than men, not that it's better or worse, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've always found with my team, like whether I am speaking to men or women or whoever, it's like, I don't need to be up here to get you, like, to get you down here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. like we're kind of meeting each other in the middle and yeah. listening. And um, you got to meet people where they are, totally. right? Or it doesn't work. And I think a lot of that happens with stories um, and sharing, you know, how I did it, what my journey was, right? Which you've always done so well. Right. Um, so having more women feeling like they can talk about how they invest, why they invest, you know, or if they're scared to invest, right? right? Like the more we talk about it, the more we normalize these things, you know? And then we talk about, I think, you know, to your point about, you know, Roe and this state, like there's some really amazing things happening in women's health care. Right. And, you know, the ability to find ways to invest in alignment with what you're spending your weekends writing letters to your senators about, so right? True. Like that alignment piece is all I want people to really feel and start that. to come into. And it doesn't have to be like, 
right now. Right. It can happen over the course of a year, or a for decade. Your, for our daughters. For, right. But just just trying to know that all these pieces of your life should connect yep. and should talk to each other. If you're walking the walk or walking the talk, talking the talk, you got to walk the walk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yes. And there's so much more I could say. And I know we have a short time, but we can always bring you back. I just, I've been thinking about this so much just with some of the work that we've been doing through the studio with the Eastside community in Mad Park. And it's, there's so many things that are systemic and yeah. I've very, I'm a very privileged woman. You know, I, yes, I've worked hard, but you know, like I have, I look the way I do and I come from where I come from and I know that. Yeah. And I think if we're asking, if we're, you know, trying to make these shifts and these changes, like you said, it has to be across the board and you have to be able to have the hard conversations and it has to be uncomfortable. And at the same time, you know, I I say this to people whenever I'm talking about the stuff that I talk about, like you have to be willing to listen to absolutely because not everyone's going to agree with you. No. uh -uh. And you're going to learn a little something from the person that doesn't agree with you or you don't agree with them. Like we just have to learn how to listen better and, and not shut off things we don't understand or don't agree with. Totally. Um, so, you know, and I think that it doesn't have to happen overnight, right? We just need to be moving forward. Yep. That's all I want to do. I want to move forward. I'd like to speed up the pace. Yes. Of <laughs> Same. Some of this, Always. But let's just keep moving forward. Yep. However that happens for whoever is listening, like just the next step, right? Can you give us, can people get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of hard to get in touch with, you know, me and social media. Do you have an email? Um, I do. <laughs> Can they write you a letter? A pigeon carrier will be coming out to John's Island. (laughs) Um, Sure. My email is kate, K-A-T-E, at T-S-W-I-I.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. Cool. So yeah, they can track me down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I love to talk about this and I like to demystify it. So we should bring you into, we do this thing called Sessions Off the Mat. It's Uh kind of like the Ren event. Uh But we talk about, like Baker came a few weeks ago and talked about like addiction on the other side. Um, and this would be a really, would you be interested I in that? I would love to that. Do would be that. such a cool topic. I would love to do that. And I'll actually come armed with a lot more tools okay. to hand out, like okay. that I'll grab from some other women's investment groups. And if you groups. have someone else you want to bring. Yeah. And we can, yeah, yeah. I would, I think it would Let's be amazing for my staff too. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. You're the best. Love um, seeing you. As always, you guys pass this on to all your friends, not just your women friends, all your friends and uh, rate us, review us, share us, love us. We love you. We want to keep doing this. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. 